0: Under the Dome Radio for Season 1, Episode 12, Exigent Circumstances.
1: Welcome back to your Dome away from Dome. It's the Under the Dome Radio podcast, the show by and for fans of the CBS television show Under the Dome. We are the unofficial Under the Dome podcast for theories news reviews and interviews and it's episode 20 so check out the show notes for links screen captures whatever we might toss away. check it out at under radio.com slash 20 and if you'd like to leave some feedback you can do so by visiting the new under the slash feedback
0: and under the dome radio is produced by media voiceovers a proud member of noodle mix network and sponsored by our affiliate links at under radio.com And for this great episode, number 20, we are definitely going to go on the air as we usually do and talk about what we liked and found interesting about exigent circumstances this week, all 25 minutes that we got to see of it. And we can't leave out, of course, the At the Tower section where we'll play your feedback and your theories as we get close to the season finale here coming up next week. And, of course, at the end of the podcast, we'll go back in the dome, the spoilery part of the show, where we'll have probably our final look at the book and TV comparison before the episode Curtains airs next Monday here in the States.
1: Wayne Henderson here, the voice acting, podcasting Green Bay Packers fan who is currently fighting the urge to launch into a major rant against the 49ers and the refs for making a bad call against us yet again. But I won't, at least not here on the Under the Dome radio podcast. You may hear a little something something on the new Packers fan podcast at PackersFanPodcast.com.
0: And I'm Troy Heinrichs, who had exigent circumstances of my own this past week, as I needed to break out of my own house. Yes, I said out of my own house with a screwdriver and a hammer, because the door striker was permanently in the locked position.
1: Wow, Uh, you're pretty crafty. It
0: was pretty crazy but before we begin a quick public service announcement as always we want to let you know that under the dome radio podcast is not yet affiliated with cbs stephen king or amblin entertainment but hopefully season two we will be
1: that would be very nice. I know we've got some listeners that are champion the cause, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. Now, we're going to have some updated news tonight at the end of the episode, so be sure to tune back after the spoilery in the Dome section. Just listen for the nice lady singing as you uh, scrub through the timeline.
0: Yes, because you definitely do want to miss the update as I have some new news coming out of Haiti. For those of you that listened to our episode back in July of 2013, that was episode number eight. So we'll give you some updates at the end of this episode about the happenings down there.
1: Very, very cool indeed. So with that, let's dig right in and go on the air talk about some of our favorite scenes all about episode 12 exigent circumstances with these wacky titles that's what they did with fringe all the time yeah you could
0: say it's probably a little fringy i mean it, it actually really made sense when you actually think about um what exigent circumstances meant because as they were trying to break into the barn to find the mini dome egg you know, it, it's actually an American law of criminal procedure. It allows for law enforcement to enter a structure without a search warrant or if they have a knock announce warrant without knocking and waiting for refusal under certain circumstances. So it must be a situation where people are in imminent danger. Evidence faces imminent destruction or a suspect will escape. So, for example, in the case of my front door, the imminent danger was because there was grease burning in the kitchen and I needed to get out of the house. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. Well, and with Big Jim Rennie, almost anything is an exigent circumstance in in his book. I'm just hoping that everybody in our listening community was able to see the full episode this week. If you did happen to miss part of it due to all that brouhaha. If you were on the east or central time zone, you can always try a 30-day free trial of Amazon's Prime service, which not only gets you priority two-day shipping on most orders through Amazon for free, but also gives you instant streaming of all the aired episodes of Under the Dome. So if you want to sign up for the free trial for 30 days, just visit our affiliate link at underthedomeradio.com slash Amazon Prime.
0: And they actually decided that they were going to replay that episode because of those exigent circumstances. And they're going to air that at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on Saturday. On CBS, right? On CBS. Cool. So Saturday, the same week, uh, this episode was recorded. So you can be in the Dome before Monday night's season finale.
1: Nice. And on the plus side of things, that's a plus in itself. But we do want to welcome back Under the Dome to all the Time Warner cable subscribers.
0: Yeah, they definitely helped get the dome back over 11 million viewers last week. But unfortunately, just a hair over the 9 million mark this week. Ooh. Mm. So I guess it must have been a combination of either the goofy time shifting. But my guess is that it was probably a whirlwind that blew all the viewers away.
1: 9 million is plenty. As it we, ain't 13. Nothing's going to start that, you know, keep up that whole stamina all through a summer series. I think that... This is still just a huge hit. Under the Dome is doing fantastic, and season two is going to be amazing. And I would expect that uh, this coming week's season one finale is going to go like gangbusters.
0: I'm sure one of the other networks was just saying, I'll get you my pretties. Oh, my. And your viewers, too.
1: And many of us uh, fringe viewers for seasons three, four, and five of Fringe would love to have seen anywhere near nine million. Yeah. Yeah. That's all in the past, unless Peter resets the timeline yet again, and then it'll be in the future. But we expect Exigen-
0: great we we expect great ratings on next week because and circumstances very good episode and very much back on track with the book.
1: Let's for get example on. for example you've got let's get, hear it.
0: Um. So we had the big Jim Rennie town meeting. I mean, it's a little bit different than the book. We won't give anything away about what happens in that scene until the spoiler section later. But uh, definitely everybody seems pretty much in agreement and in uh, lockstep with uh, Mr. Big Jim about that. It's definitely Barbie's fault and we're going to go, you know, pitchforks and torches and take them down.
1: It definitely had the same feel as the uh, town meeting in the book. But uh, Dodie, why did you tell Big Jim about the transmission that was talking about Barbie and about the egg? Doty, Doty, Dodie. Dodie, Dodie.
0: But she was fine. I mean, she was just doing her duty. You know, we're all in this together, one team, all that good stuff, you know. But at the same point, you know, it wasn't until Big Jim sat at the radio transmitter picker-upper thingy that Dodie built and uh, was listening to the military. And when the military guy said, hey, it was Big Jim, that that big guy that killed Coggins there, he starts ripping out all the cords. (laughs) And then that's when Dodie's standing there and basically wets her pants because she knows she's dead at that moment.
1: Yeah, because... You know, if she's heard any of his fine radio transmissions when he took over the mic at the, the radio station there, uh, she knows it's not good. I mean, the look on Big Jim's face when he first heard about that was, oh, I bet that egg is going to hatch and eat all of my propane.
0: It absolutely is, because, man, that thing is a power sucker this episode, because it's strobing and streaking and squeaking, and it just doesn't look like that egg is going to have anything good going on underneath that mini-dome, so... uh But unfortunately for Doty, there definitely wasn't anything good going on. And I think it uh, takes the whole new meaning to the word or phrase getting burned.
1: No, no. Just saying. Poor Doty. I can't believe, you know, they're really letting us know that Big Jim is evil. He's sick. He's psycho. And he's crafty. And we hate him. And he very much like the Big Jim in the book. Now, the redeeming qualities of Big Jim long in the past.
0: Yeah, but it's the love-to-hate relationship because this is the big gem that the book loyalists wanted. Not this mushy-gushy kind of first half of the season big gem. We want the big gem that beats up on little girls in prison.
1: That's not what we want, but that's big Jim. I mean, when he threatened Nori, it was like, oh, don't, don't do it.
0: I was wondering how far they were going to take that scene, to tell you the truth. It was like, you know,
1: how far is this really going to go? Well, since it's on CBS and not Showtime, that might have had something to do with it. But uh,
0: I got nervous. I was like, the minute he unlocked the the cell, I was like, dude, why are you going to the cell? Why are you going to the cell? What are you going to do to Nori? Just back up, back up.
1: Yeah, it's not good at all. And like you said, Big Jim shoots all the equipment up kills Dodie, burns down the radio station, very much like how Coggins burned down uh, Sheriff Duke's home and got chewed out by Big Jim. Now Big Jim's doing similar things, and now there's no radio station there in Chester's Mill other than you and I. So now that we've got drive time all to ourselves, I mean, Dodie, rest in peace. Phil, you need another radio station to work at? Uh, Come on over. Give us a call at 904-469-7469.
0: Yeah, we will definitely take Nick Strong behind the mic any day of the week. Give us a call, Nick. Uh, So, but, you know, everything seems to be okay in my book. Except for the radio station burned down. Well, yeah, but at least now we're the only people. So, you know, all the ratings and advertising dollars come our way. But, you know, it's it's definitely setting the precedent here that with great power comes great responsibility. And Big Jim, he's the responsible party for all of this, not Barbie.
1: (laughs) A little bit Maxine, but even that. The whole Maxine thing is kind of big, Jim's doing. I know it.
0: Oh, yeah. It was from the start. He just needed someone to, you know, run the operation outside of Chester's Mill because he's worried about Chester's Mill, not Westlake.
1: Yeah. So, Troy, let's go ahead and switch gears and lighten the mood a bit. Ben is back. Finally, we've been looking for Ben Drake and his line My stash house is your stash house. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Ben, and he's just, welcome back. And he's like skateboarding. Back. He's just kind of going up and down the sidewalk. You know, hey, you know, you know, it's like just hanging out, you know, not really bothered by anything. And then all of a sudden, here comes this uh, giant hacky sack rolling down in a r- little red wagon.
1: <laughs> John Elvis, great to have you back on Under the Dome playing Ben Drake. That was awesome. You, you know, whenever you have a mini dome, you just load it on the back of a little red wagon and cart it around Chester's Mill.
0: Yeah, definitely takes a new term to the term radio flyer. That thing sure looks outer spacious to me. A flying saucer in a radio flyer. It, it, it on kinda, a radio show.
1: Uh, oh, how meta. I, I thought it kind of resembled ET. Wasn't there a scene in ET where he was like covered up in a blanket? And-
0: <laughs> yeah, he's covered up in the blanket and the basket on the bike.
1: Yeah, so this kind of reminded me of that, except for they didn't fly. But anyway, Junior tried out his Forrest Gump impersonation in this episode.
0: Yep, she tasted like cigarettes.
1: <laughs> I can't believe the brilliant way for Junior to figure out what was going on. And he was able to tie it all together and go back to the bushes and the fishbowl and the cigarettes on her breath. And he watched and now he's mad at Barbie again. It all just flashed back to Junior and now he's getting a little psycho again.
0: That's great because that's that shows that the writers are actually you know making the past episodes mean something. And that the past episodes weren't just there and it was like a one episode and done kind of thing. Because you're actually writing this in and you have to the viewer has to go, why is he saying this? And oh yeah, that's because Junior was watching Barbie and Angie during the fishbowl scene all the way back in the pilot from his truck as they were sharing a cigarette back then. So really great that the writers threw this in here. That gave me a, a ratings bump on our overall ratings for later in the
1: show. As well as the fact that they didn't actually have to go show us that scene over again to force us to remember it
0: exactly I'm just gonna they, trust they, that
1: we remember it because we're you know we're all the viewers of under the dome are pretty bright yep so especially good. when you got a glowing egg for your flashlight oh my goodness i've got to get one of those probably available with ios 7 coming maybe soon. but okay good times are over already because it's question and answer time with wayne and troy troy did you think that dj phil bushy would do something like kick barbie in the face
0: I'm sure Phil was kind of shaken down quite a few times over the years by Barbie via the Maxine crew. I mean, it was basically a cheap shot to get even for all the previous roughing up and kicking a dude in a wheelchair. I mean, you remember that episode, right? Well, yeah, i basically spun him around and knocked his soup out of his hand or whatever it was. So, yeah, I think he's just definitely getting a little bit even there for uh, his antics back in outbreak in episode four.
1: But even then I didn't think he had that in him, but Is what it is. It was pretty shocking. I I just, I was like, whoa. I mean, we've talked in the past some episodes that had a lot of wow moments. This episode had a lot of whoa moments.
0: Yeah, but we know one thing that isn't a shocker. Big Jim definitely does not want this dome to come down.
1: Yeah, for anybody who had, you know, maybe didn't read the book, obviously, or didn't put two and two together. They did want to make sure that uh, we knew that Big Jim wants to do whatever he can to keep the dome in place so he can become a megalomaniac.
0: Yeah, and there's an extra level of concern for Big Jim in the TV show versus the book because there's these you know drug lords that are outside of the dome that when they find out he killed Maxine, it's bad news for Big Jim. So he definitely does not want this dome to go up, not even so much for the fact that he wants the power, but he wants to save his own behind because there's people coming to look for him.
1: But yeah, that too. And even though that isn't, and this isn't spoilery as far as needing to be in the dome, but That's kind of something, even though they didn't spell it right out in the book, you kind of got that feeling because the uh, drug situation in the book was uh, far bigger than even what Maxine had going on on the TV show. But uh, meanwhile, back at everybody's favorite stash house, the mini dome is screeching. I don't know why, but it's causing Ben some major issues, Troy.
0: He's going to have major sleeping issues because he's going to be cold at night because he has to give all of his blankets up to cover up the (laughs) glowing, blinking, screeching egg underneath that thing it's just almost with with the amount of power that that thing is generating there's no butterfly it's like hatching a mini dragon or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) it it did seem to get a little quieter when he put a few more blankets on it but still not enough to take away the pain why is, is it screeching at Ben listeners do you think it's screeching specifically because of Ben or just because it's basically throwing a tizzy fit because of how bad big Jim's taking things
0: I'm sure it's probably because it's communicating with another dome. Maybe Ooh. we've said that we said that we've liked this, you know, as, as book readers, we're, we're definitely pushing for the more than one dome concept. So even
1: though that's the, not necessarily in the book,
0: no, because that would but, be the thing that's very different from the book because they said that the TV show is going to be different from the exactly. book. So different from the book would be more than one dome. That now, would be huge.
1: Now, since you got that first question, right? Bonus question. Could Big Jim Rennie be any more despicable?
0: To quote the words of one Jim Dalrymple from the Loop, if you're an Apple fan,
1: yep. <laughs> wow, you know, with quotes like that, that's hard-hitting action. Um, I'm glad that at the very, very end, Barbie, when pressured by Big Jim, Big Jim thought he had his moment, and. You know part of me was thinking, oh you know, okay, Barbie's just gonna say what Big Jim wants him to say, so he can buy a little more time but Barbie stood up and said not guilty, even though he is kind of guilty of killing Mr. Shumway, but all the other bad stuff not guilty cut to black in more ways than one, and we'll have more on that later,
0: definitely, but great cliffhangers this week and leading into next week's season one finale, I think that it was pretty well put together this week. Um, Definitely kept my attention. Definitely was a little, you know, the, the big Jim Doty scene, I think was outstanding. I think, uh, you know, big Jim, basically, you know, egging Barbie on in front of the crowd for, you know, you know, kind of like, it's almost like the Tom Cruise scene, you know, in a few good men, It's just egging him and egging him and egging him, waiting for him to say it. And then he's just like, not guilty, Mm
1: -hmm. real
0: quiet, real quiet. Like the hush over the crowd. Definitely. Good stuff there. And um, the one thing that was kind of strange, though, was the, uh, you know, re- I return. Well, no, let's save that for later.
1: Okay, let's save that for later. Another so what, thing that so, really yeah. jumped right out was, th- you talked about earlier, the scenes in the prison. Those oh, were yeah. very tense. And I think a lot of people feared for the worse.
0: So, yeah, there there was one thing that really bothered me about the prison sequence. And it was... So Linda's bringing Barbie into the prison, and the kids are still down there. And then Big Jim comes in. Carolyn's sitting out in the lobby. I'll sit here as long as my kids are here. And he's like, "Public place, sit here as long as you want." Right. But Linda never had the question to Big Jim, like, "Why are the kids here? Why'd you put them in jail?" You know, you you would think that Linda's a little bit smarter that she would maybe ask those questions if she's the sheriff. But seemed a little bit too suspicious that she's just kind of going along that they were in prison.
1: I'm going to chalk that up to maybe that's a bonus edited scene that we'll see on the Blu-ray discs.
0: That's what I was thinking. Maybe they had the conversation. And they just cut it out.
1: Yeah, because it didn't. There was a lot in this episode. This was an excellent episode. In fact, I'm going to rate this episode nine out of 10 stash houses with mini domes on little red wagons.
0: And I'm a point lower. I'm at eight out of 10 returning to the scene of the crime hideouts. Oh, you're above five. Thank I goodness. am above five because we're back on track with the books. I want to see the book on the TV screen. Even though you know you've been told that that's not
1: what you're going to get.
0: I just know that the ending <laughs> is different.
1: Okay. Bones of the show. Bones of the show. Let's Giants.
0: Go Giants with contact lenses. I'm saying it again.
1: Did, did you uh, listen to this week's Packers fan podcast and hear Dallin's theory about the dome?
0: Yep. He said it was a giant with contact lenses too.
1: See, so it's pretty much unanimous. Joe's over. <laughs> Don't even have to watch the finale. Oh, let's. And Kevin Sizemore would be happy. um, Officer Randolph, if it turned out to be this as well. He was kind of big on that theory, too. So anyway, go ahead. Troy. I was just saying,
0: yeah, anybody I get on my side, you know, team Troy all the way.
1: Let's go ahead. And with that, go on over to the tower where we play your thoughts and theories and any listener uh, feedback of any kind that we would like to share with all of you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Firing it right off.
2: Hey, Wayne and Troy, this is Hank Davis from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fan Podcast, located at tpenetwork.com. Wanted to call in a little feedback for your Under the Dome radio podcast. Exactly who was Linda's APB going to? Who was going to hear that? Because it uh, seems to be a shortage of deputies. seems to be the job no one wants. And life expectancy is pretty short being on the Chester's Mill Police Department. At the end of the episode, when Junior had his head and hands on the dome, I was somehow hoping that maybe he would just fall through the dome, like getting locked out of your own home, and then he's just unable to get back in. That would make my day. But uh, what's with the scenes for the next episode on every show now ruining any amount of suspense? A lot of shows are starting to do that, where they ruin their own suspense mechanism. All right. Love the podcast,
1: guys! Thank you so very much, Hank. Putting that together, sending that in—great points. Let me go right to his last one, Troy. What do you think about some of these uh, trailers at the end for coming next week, and they give away way too much?
0: I see. I don't watch the trailers. I would. I wait for and ABC does a really good job of this on their networks, and CBS kind of does this too, but it's a little bit harder to find the pieces for it. But they do like the you know three to four minute clips of like, here's a clip from next week. Here's a clip from next week. I don't want the trailer because I'm already excited for next week's episode because of the cliffhanger from the episode. So let that stand on its own and give me the three minute teaser, maybe Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, because I'll watch the three minute teaser to get me amped up before the show starts.
1: Oh, interesting way to look at it. I'm, I'm going to agree with Hank 100% because I, I, I'm a sucker. I always stay tuned for the spoilers, or not spoilers, uh, trailers for the next episode. Although, I think it all started going downhill as far as giving away secrets on Battlestar Galactica when they did the remake of that show on Sci-Fi Channel. Those trailers, I finally did stop watching the Battlestar Galactica ones because they really did give away everything.
0: (laughs) Well, the issue with that show was that they actually gave you like the whole episode in the opening credits. Like they flashed like the whole episode at the start of the show. and then it went into the show. So it's like you saw a lot of what was going to happen. It was like, this is
1: weird, but i I know that lately it seems like more people are just giving away too many of the good bits, you know, like on revolution and falling skies. Oh, falling skies. I they definitely did that a lot. Then i learned that. From Hank and Alex's podcast and I do want to give a shout out also to Hank and Alex Cruz over on their Agents of Shield podcast. I've been listening to that getting amped up for the series and they gave us a shout out this week because even though the pilot of Agents of Shield has not aired yet, there are ways that if you search around you could probably find it ahead of time and Alex and Hank were kind of thinking of going that route. But they said that the Under the Dome radio podcast gave them something to listen to and helped them fight off the temptation to find alternate means of watching the agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. pilot. I like it. We're just here to help Hank and Alex. So if we can keep anybody from going to other means to get early advanced viewings of anything, it's just what we do and that's going to be airing anytime soon. So Hank and Alex have been hanging on like the rest of us waiting for the uh, pilot of agents of shield. So thank you for the shout out. And Oh, he Hank brought up that other good point. And I'm sure the listeners have some thoughts on this as well. And again, you can go to under slash feedback, or just call us at 904-469-7469. The APB that was put out, <laughs> there's a deputy shortage that Hank mentioned. So who's listening to that? Yeah. I mean,
0: I thought I saw Carter come in and actually was the one that sprung Nori and Joe when he came down and it took him out of the cell. I don't know if that was Carter because I couldn't tell if he had a limp from the uh, bullet in the knee that he took from Ollie's gang, but it looked like it was Carter that let him out. So for my count, it's Carter and Linda. Because Barbie's on the run and Junior's guarding the hospital.
1: And now that all of the gas jackings have been going on, unless you have an electric car, or you've been really lucky and have locked up your car, or you have an ambulance. Pretty much uh, the roads are pretty clear in Chester's Mill this evening. So that's our traffic report. Now to the weather, Troy.
0: So the weather is something we will also not talk about on Under the Dome because it cannot rain and it cannot twister inside of a dome. Just saying.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Back it, to you, Wayne. Now, <laughs> thank you. Sports. Don't be on Big Jim's team; it's hazardous to your health. Exactly. Uh, uh, watch out for those showboating wide receivers. Big Jim doesn't like that kind of stuff. Um, and in
0: our in our strange uh, fun around the web clip for the uh, last five minutes of the newscast, here um, saw this one floating around, and I had a good chuckle with it because you know that if this was twenty four, that uh, Jack Bauer, uh, if he was under the dome, you know he would have basically been crowned the monarch, yeah. killed Big Jim, hooked mm-hmm. up with Julia and taken down the dome, and he would have done it in just one day.
1: And events occur in real time.
0: And then I sent it to my friend, and my friend replied with, Chuck Norris would have done all that in seven seconds.
1: Is it now time to go in the dome? Yes, I believe it is. Let's go in the dome. That's where we talk about the Stephen King book, Under the Dome. Same title, makes it easy, and how it may or may not tie into the TV show. Now, I thought that Barbie ending up in jail and being railroaded That was very much like the book. And at the same time, the outside military looking for Barbie is also in the book. But I'm wondering, Troy and listeners, is the military looking for Barbie on the TV show? Is it for the same reasons as in the book?
0: Yeah, it's a really good question. I think that's hopefully what we're going to see a lot of in season two, maybe even a glimpse in the finale. I'm hoping. But they have said that they're trying to stay with the characters in the dome for season one. So it'd be really great to know why are the military looking for Barbie? What's happening outside of the dome? What do the people in Westlake feel like? I mean, because that was the one thing that the book never did was look outside of the dome. And I think it'd be great to actually say what, what if season two starts with, you know, going back to day one. And now we get to see the outside world's perspective from day one through day 14 or whatever we're at right now.
1: Kind of like our Lost uh, relation of the week where on Lost in season two, they did the other 48 days. And we got to see all the people from the tail section of the plane and what they've been doing all this time that we've been watching Lost. Because that might be interesting. I think that would be because for those of you remember, this is the spoilery section. But in the book, the military was uh, trying to get in touch with uh, Barbie because they insisted that he be the one in charge of things under the dome. Yeah, because I'm
0: going going back to Visitor's Day because there were still those great storylines like Nori's dad, um, Andrew Grinnell's son, uh, Dodie's mom, who now has to be told that her daughter's dead. You know, some of those stories would be interesting to explore.
1: Right. And we know that. As in the book, with the military wanting Barbie to be in charge, you know how uh, Big Jim Rennie feels about anybody telling him that uh, someone else should be in charge. Don't tell me what I can't do. (laughs) Okay, John Locke. Now, tying into the book itself also, is Julia the only one with the information that can save them all?
0: Well, she's the one that's being hidden, quote-unquote, from Big Jim. And since she's the one that knows Barbie's innocent and didn't shoot her... She's the one that can kind of start unraveling things, but I've seen some glimpses of the finale and I, I have a, I have a feeling that we will see Julia rise to the occasion much like she did at the end of the book. I don't know what it's going to do. Right. Because it's different different than the outcome, but I think we're going to see similar experiences next week.
1: Now, wouldn't it be funny if they changed their mind and they've just been pulling our leg and they actually do make it the same as the ending in the book. You mean
0: pulling a we we call that pulling a JJ Abrams? It's not con. It's not con.
1: It's John Harrison. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Never mind. So if we see a bowl of cereal there in the jail cell, I touched on this before. Or sardines. Or the generator. What's the generator?
0: (laughs) It's running out of power. (sighs) Uh, Then you know you're definitely back in the book because man, that was a long chapter. (laughs) <laughs> another sardine goes down the hatch
1: that that was that whole last uh 25 of the book was probably the best part oh yeah by far yeah so we shall see we are totally stoked for the finale it's just days away and then we have to wait all the way until what june of 2014
0: yeah it's gonna be a summer series that's what they're still going with so That'll be a probably day after Memorial Day, or maybe you know first two weeks of June. Somewhere in there, right after school lets out in the states, we will be back under, around, above. radio dot com. So we have two news items before we leave you this evening. So news item number one: If you go back and listen to radio dot com slash eight. Or slash Sheila or slash Haiti, either any one of those will take you to the same place. <laughs> True, but most importantly, under the dome slash Haiti. A uh, little quick update for all you listeners that have been following along since July of 2013. Uh, we do have our um, kind of fall back to school. Um, session going on at the Institute for information technology down in Haiti, uh, where I was teaching some internet classes and some Photoshop classes this past summer. So um, we definitely would ask that you forego sponsoring uh, your propane tanks this week and instead generate those funds towards the school and definitely either help sponsor a student's tuition or pay for the broadband for the month or pay for the electric bill for the month. And we actually have a really cool video out now uh, that you can watch that actually has an interview with me, uh, an interview with the school's founder. Um, so you can definitely check that out at our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash IIT Haiti. You can also go to the website, and then you can check out that at iithaiti.org. And then you also could follow us on Google Plus as well. So definitely state, oh, we have a Twitter account now too for the school. And that's, of course, at Haiti. And you can uh, the, the first post, the first tweet is on that account and you can uh, get the video from that link as well. It's out on YouTube or just go to YouTube and search IIT Haiti and you can watch all the videos out there. But definitely it's a great cause. Hopefully um, all you domeheads heads and domees, maybe some of the actors, Neil, Stephen, Stephen, if you're out there, you know, definitely pitch in and let's hopefully get the 2013-14 school year off the ground for all the people down in Haiti and get them some jobs.
1: Awesome, awesome cause. Make sure I get all those links so I can put them in the show notes at com slash 20 so people can uh, help out and follow those areas where we would like them to follow. Uh, now, you said you have two news items? News item number two. Beep, beep, Next beep, 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 week beep, 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 is the finale. I've heard that. Which means the
0: podcast, Under the Dome Radio, that you are listening to right now, usually does something special for a finale episode. So, on Wednesday, this would be September, and I'm doing math in my head. Just look look at a calendar.
1: Just look at a calendar. That would be the 18th, right? The 18th, Wednesday, September 18th, 2013. Wednesday, September
0: 18th, 2013. (laughs) 9-18-2013. Or 2013-9-18, depending on how you write your dates. Um, (laughs) September 18th, 2013, at approximately... 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 8 Mountain, 7 Pacific.
1: Woohoo, Pacific!
0: We will be live audio streaming the show for the first time.
1: Yeah, this is going to be interesting doing this live.
0: And uh, we will have a chat room, so you can definitely jump in the chat. You can get to the chat room by going to underthedomeradio.com/live. I believe is the URL we're using. Is that correct, Wayne?
1: Yes, domeradio.com slash live, and it will forward to noodlemix.com, their official page, where the network has all of their live feeds. So this is going to be great. It's going to be a great test run. If you'd like to join us live and not wait for the podcast to be edited, mixed, and put out the very next day, uh, you feel free to join us. I will try to keep an eye on the chat room, as will Troy, but like we've talked about last week, we're easily distracted, so... <laughs> do something get our attention
0: <laughs> but it would definitely be a once uh, in a lifetime opportunity at least for the remainder of 2013 because uh you can get all the jokes and all the <laughs> back-end comments and all the stuff that we take out from the finished product and get to do it for for real so definitely join us if you can again 10 eastern 9 central on september the 18th 2013 under the dome com slash live
1: Absolutely. And that'll be kind of our semi farewell for the podcast until the next June, except for other things may come up. So it may or may not. You never know. Could be like Brett Favre. Will I retire? retire? Who knows? We just want to thank you all for joining us on this episode of Under the Dome Radio and how far we've gone already in season one. You've been very important uh, to the show with your thoughts, your theories, your encouragement, your trying to get CBS to make us official and all those good things that you've done to help us out. Your support is fantastic. I thank everybody for that. We're going to have that next episode out in about a week. But in the meantime,
0: You can definitely find out the latest and greatest about the show by visiting the website at UnderTheDomeRadio.com. And now you can use all of our great social links right at the top banner. But the most important one up there is clicking on that subscribe and iTunes button and leaving a great review and a rating because it really helps out the show.
1: Very much helps out the show. We'll be looking forward to those. Let your voice be heard, ladies and gentlemen. Send in your thoughts. Be on the next episode. Just go to com slash feedback. And all the details are there. That new page that Daniel from Noodle Mix put together looks great. And it's functional. And it's awesome. And don't forget dome heads. There's still plenty of time for you to upload a picture of yourself showcasing your awesome dome head related headwear. And we will share your awesomeness at under the slash So until the next under the dome radio podcast, you can sponsor a tank of propane, leave an iTunes review, help out the Haiti cause that Troy mentioned just a few minutes ago. Keep your eyes peeled. Heck you don't even need a giant contact lens in order to find us.
0: Lost, out on the fringe, trapped, under the dome.
1: Under the Dome Radio is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast. Theorize over TV shows like Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Get productive in your personal and professional life. Laugh with our clean comedy. Delve into science fiction and philosophy. Learn critical thinking and movie reviews. And more at noodle.mx.